Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, the Daily Telegraph have just dropped another article uh, by Jonah Daff, who was the coach of the 2020 overall winners. Um, basically, he's just dropped his mid-range selection, so he's called them value for money players, but looking at the list, they're basically just mid-rangers. So, wanted to touch over them today, see where they sort of rank, whether you guys should pick them up for your sides. Because this year, I think there is a lot of really good mid-range options. And having a quick look at the list, there's a couple here that Joe has named that I'm a huge fan of. So at number one, it's Christian Welch. Now, I've spoken about Welch time and time again on this podcast. The bloke started quietly to the year, coming off the bench, only playing about 28 minutes a game. But when was called upon by Craig Bellamy, played more minutes, played Origin, looked really solid there. Came home with a 68 average last year. Looks really, really good. Looks priced uh, really attractively as well. Only priced at 453k. Uh, so that's about a 50, 51 average. Look, I think Welch could average 62 sort of easily. He just got to get those minutes. And uh, with the trials that have been named, Welch is off the bench. I don't expect that to be the same as round one. But one to keep an eye on if Christian Welch gets to start at the price. I think he's definitely an option that you guys can look at. Number two is Tino Fasua Malawi, 504k from the Gold Coast Titans. Now, I've been at no secret that I'm not a huge fan of Tino this year. I think there's other guys that you can pick up for cheaper. Uh, a couple of them will be named next, but another one of them is Josh Jackson as well, who I think will play 13, priced at about 420k. I'd much prefer Jackson over Tino. I've said it time and time again. I'll say it. I'll say it as well. Mitch Rain and Tanner Boyd. No disrespect to those two, but they're not Cameron Smith now. If Cameron Smith does come to the Titans, I don't expect it to be until the back end of the year, just with the whole salary cap uh, stuff that they can get around doing it. So, until Cam Smith is in Titans colours, Tino's a pass for me. I think he just relies on those attacking stats a little bit too heavily. Now, his base, his pure base is good, but just from the eye test, it's, it's pretty easy to see that uh, Cam Smith put him in a lot of those positions to, to make the tackle busts and, and to make the line breaks, etc., the next three that Joe has put on the list are Jackson Ford, Andrew Davey, and Jacob Hoss. Now, I referenced these guys beforehand. Jackson Ford didn't look fantastic in the trial, um, the first trial of the year, which was the Dragons and the Sharks. He looked really, really slow. And uh, and Jacob Hoss has been named to start in the trial for the Bunnies. Obviously, with Jaden Silver out of that trial side, it's hard to see where he is going to play. If he starts, he's definitely a good pickup. But for the same price, someone like Kulmatangi, uh, is another good option to pick up there as well. But Andrew Dave, you guys know how high on him I am. I think he's going to start this year. I think he was really pushing Sean Lane last year for a starting spot towards the back end of the year too. And I just don't see why Davey would move from Parramatta to the Seagulls if he isn't going to get a start. Obviously, 
Manly stocks have dropped a little bit with no Tommy Turbo. But I'm still high on Davey. I still think he's going to pump through a bunch of work. And priced at 336k, uh, I think he's definitely one to have if he is named. The next man on the list is another one that is in my side for now. It's Jack Hetherington at 294k. Now, with the Adam Elliott situation, it maybe helps Hetherington's cause a bit. We're not too sure whether Luke Thompson, when he comes back from suspension, will go to 13. But he's out for five rounds. Hetherington gets... Three rounds plus two more price rises to really state his case for Supercoach owners. At 294k, starting front rower, I think you can go cheap in the front row this year. And and Hetherington's one that I've looked at all preseason. I'm still looking at him now. Whether he's in the side come round one or not, I'll obviously update my side beforehand. But really high on Hetherington. I think he's in for a good year with the move to the doggies. The next one on the list is Josh Hodgson at 374k. Now... Look, I guess a gun review has gone past, but I think this has got trap written all over it. You've got Tom Starling, you've got Havili, Hodgson's not getting any younger, and the Raiders, in all honesty, looks really, really good with him not there. I think you're going to see a lot of Tom Starling in the Raiders' side this year, potentially even splitting 40-40 role. Now, I know Hodgson's the captain of the Raiders, but yeah, look, I, I don't like this pick at all. I don't think he's going to have a huge upturn, he might make you 50, 60k, but I think it's going to be a real slow burn if you keep him in the side, just from the fact that you've got other guys there. The next man is in my side as well, it's Jake Avrilo, center wing 5'8". Now, I made an Instagram reel on this a couple of weeks ago. Now, didn't average below 50 when playing uh, 80 minutes last year from memory. Sorry, it didn't below. It didn't average below 60, uh, mind you. So, that was in a multitude of positions. That was in the 5'8 and the center wing spot as well, but yeah, look, Avrilo as dual position this year, I think you can really fill your, your center wing with him. If he plays six, it's even a, a bigger boost. He's going to get more attacking stats, but even in the centers, I still think he's one to look out on. So Avrilo's in my side. It's another good pick from Joe. Another man that is coming up is one that I called for in very, very early um, January. It's Matt Lodge at 299k now. Obviously, he was a gun two years ago, average 64, but Couple of uh, couple of injuries, couple of off-field dramas that it saw him maybe fall out of the rotation. But a new coach in Kevin Walters. Lodge looks really good preseason. All the photos I've seen, he's looking lean, looking looking good, looking back to his best. So Payne Haas obviously out for three weeks. Could see him getting uh, some added minutes. Whether he holds that start or not afterwards, we're not too sure. Another man that I want to add to this quickly is John Asiata. There's been reports getting around that Asiata will play the thirteen which might hurt Lodge. I think it's a... Unfortunately, I think it's a bit of a risky one with the inclusion of Asiata. When I was on the Lodge train, I didn't think Asiata's stocks were too high at the Broncos, even though I liked him personally. To see him be named, I think, has hurt Lodge a little bit because if Haas comes back, Asiata stays at 13, Carrigan moves into the front row. Uh, that all falls apart. Even TPJ as well. That's another one that can play through the middle, so... Look, Lodge, I think it's a wait and see. It's a bit of a risky pick because you're going to have to rely on him holding his position when Haas comes back. But plenty of upside for Lodge at 299k. Now, the last two men on the list is a half and a 5.8. And the 5.8 is Anthony Milford, 304k. Now, we know what we we can see from Milford in his prime. Obviously, that 2015-2016 season was something phenomenal. But we're now getting to the stage now where that's five, six years down the track and and what are we going to see from Milf? Obviously, he had that hand injury pre-season. I think people are holding on for that return to form, and I just don't see it, unfortunately. I think Milf is going to 
just be what he is, really. Look, he has the organising half next to him that he's always wanted that helps him uh, eyes up a little bit, but they lose David Fafita, who is a big strike weapon. There's no Katoni Staggs there either. I think Milf's in all sorts of trouble f- for Supercoach owners. I'm not saying he's going to lose money, but I think he's just going to be there and around. He might make you 50, 60k over a longer period of time, but... Yeah, look, for, for owners, I hope he goes well. For footy fans, I hope Milf goes well, but yeah, he's not coming near my Supercoach team now. And the last man on the list is Luke Brooks. Now, price under 400k. Wara, as a Tigers fan, Brooks had glimpses last year, played a lot off the bench, but we know what he did in that 2019 season when he got Dallium half of the year. Average 58, but... I think 58's his ceiling, in all honesty. Um, halfback, there's another option in Michael Morgan that's a bit cheaper. I'm now high on Chad Townsend as well. So I think Brooks is maybe 60k too high for me to look at. Look, Tigers don't have a great draw either to start the year, but yeah, I think there's other options that isn't Luke Brooks. Michael Maguire's already dropped it before. There's Jock Madden in the wings as well. So yeah, look, I think, I think this is too much of a risky pick for me. If you're going to be picking these mid-rangers... You want to be having them with big upside. And I don't think Brooks has that upside, unfortunately. I think the Tigers in for a really rough year. I think Luke Brooks is going to wear a lot of that. It's a make-or-break year for him. If he doesn't uh, fire, then yeah, I could definitely see Madge giving him the, the boot and bringing in someone like a Jock Madden. But uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Look, that's Jonah Daff's uh, value picks. Now, a couple of these guys I've got in my side. A couple of them I wouldn't be touching at all. Hopefully, the podcast has sort of shed some light on my thinking behind these mid-range guys and uh, yeah, that's it for now, guys. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw.